0: Content warning. On this podcast, we discuss sensitive issues, including but not limited to swearing, tasteless jokes, situations of a sexual nature, and drug use. This podcast is not intended for children. Welcome to BiblioRacks, where we read the worst stories the world has to offer. I am Bugs.
1: And I'm Bam Bam.
0: And today we are reading an awful, awful story. What are we reading today, Bam Bam?
1: Uh, It's not quite so awful, actually.
0: Wait, that is the actual premise of our episode. What are you doing?
1: I'm uh, going going off script. Uh, You could almost say that this episode isn't canon.
0: Dun,
1: dun, dun that's right we're doing nonfiction today or now <laughs> uh, it's the do-
0: nonfiction of the future
1: <laughs> uh we're doing fan fiction because uh, i'll figure it out here in a minute guys <laughs> uh, so bug how do you how do you how do you like uh star trek
0: Well, I love Star Trek, but I grew up on the original series, I watched some of the next gen, and I haven't really watched anything else.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Follow-up question. How do you feel about cat boys?
0: What's a cat boy?
1: It is a boy and a cat. It is a boy with cat features.
0: So it's a human... Is this like Hermione in Harry Potter?
1: Less cat. Oh. Think uh, anime.
0: So this is an alien creature who is an a a cat person.
1: Uh, well, no. <laughs> okay, I have. It should be. It should be
0: into this specific type of character <laughs> in Star Trek before.
1: Right, because it's not usually in Star Trek. It's usually in anime.
0: Okay, and I am not very well versed in anime.
1: Okay, so usually it's a cat girl, but the. Cat cat boys also exist. Usually it's just kind of a cute, innocent person that is just kind of infantilized and has cat features.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And a lot of people like to... Idolize isn't the right word.
0: Fetishize?
1: Mm, well, yeah, but not what I was going for. <laughs>
0: hmm. I'm
1: sure someone does. They like to see themselves as a cat person sometimes
0: like a furry
1: uh oh like think furry light okay yeah diet furry maybe yeah this is star trek voyager the mylar cat by mary lovelace
0: that sounds like a very harry potter name
1: yeah it kind of does you you know the basic crew of voyager right like you said you haven't watched much of voyager but it's a captain janeway she's really the only one that's important to bring up a whole lot because she is in almost every way the antithesis of James Kirk. Right. She's thoughtful and empathetic. Uh, the impetus of Voyager, the show, is that at the beginning they get catapulted to an entirely different galaxy. Like they're so far away from Earth, they will have to fly in a straight line to Earth for something like 70 years
0: right it's a really long time right so they have to figure out how to survive without the federation Mm yeah
1: and the basic structure of the show is just them going to a planet for supplies or diplomacy or something like that this one starts off they're on a planet named mylar it's an m-class planet which is habitable for humans or or humanoids yeah and uh, they're doing an overhaul on the ship, which takes multiple weeks wear and tear, or they like run out of dilithium or something like that. Right. Hmm. So they're doing like a a ship overhaul on this planet Mylar. Captain Janeway takes these little trips to and from the local town close by to the ship. And on the way, every day, she passes by this dead tree that has a cat in it.
0: The cat lives in it?
1: There's a cat that lives in the tree. Okay. And see, this confuses me because the first part of the story, it says that there are warp-capable humanoids on this planet But later on, the people that are on this planet get changed to humans, but there there shouldn't be like any humans because they're in the Delta Quadrant.
0: (laughs) Right. Those are all aliens.
1: Yeah. So there shouldn't be like any kind of humans. And the fact that there is a regular cat on this totally... Alien foreign planet should like set off alarms to Janeway, and it normally would, but it's fan fiction, so
0: so do you, Was the author just not paying attention and just using what they knew instead of I don't know. accurate to the story?
1: Yeah, I don't know because from what I can tell, whoever wrote this knows the show and like understands like a lot of the features of the characters. So I don't know why they decided that was okay. You have to suspend your disbelief, or else you'll never get a cat boy out in space. <laughs>
0: okay, I see. Because like regular anime cat boy, no big deal. But in Star Trek, you have a set of characters, a set of mm-hmm. populations and planets, and this is kind of jarring because it doesn't fit the rest of right. the Star Trek universe that you're expecting.
1: Yeah, because you could very easily just have cat people that are, you know, just another form of alien life form. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not what happens here.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: So. She passes by this cat and she gets friendly with it and very quickly falls in love with it. She notes that it is fluffy and black and white and has piercing blue eyes.
0: Is this book from Janeway's perspective?
1: Uh, no, we're kind of just following along with her. It kind of bounces Initial. back and forth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just depending on who's nearest to the cat boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not normal. <laughs> The little cat's like half starved and Janeway will stop and feed it every day. So one day while she's in the local town, she asks the locals about the little stray cat. But everyone she asks about it immediately wants to kill this cat <laughs> and asks if there are more cats to kill. Because for some reason, there's a particular biology of Mylarians That they are allergic to cats.
0: And she finds that like awful because she's a human and she likes cats.
1: Yeah. These people are like really extreme about this. Like they just, they they have an allergy and they will go out in hunting parties and kill cats.
0: Interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It is sort of bizarre. So Janeway stops asking people about cats and decides to take the cat with her on the ship. Before it starves to death or gets killed by myelarians.
0: Probably a good call.
1: hmm So Janeway takes him and gets him checked out and medical and all that stuff. And uh, everybody that comes across this cat automatically loves him, especially the ears. I can't tell you how many times the ears and the eyes get brought up in this story.
0: Everyone just loves this kitty's eyes and ears.
1: Even when he's a boy. So she names the cat cat Aki, which is a Japanese name for Bright Autumn, according to the story. All right. So I looked up Aki as a sidebar, and it is a VTuber (laughs) whose avatar is a cat boy with blue eyes. And white and black fur.
0: So was this written about this person? I think it was
1: written about this person.
0: Oh, no.
1: (laughs) After I found that out, I thought about not doing this because I feel like I'm outing someone for writing fanfic about their favorite VTuber.
0: That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, well, uh, it could just be that that was their inspiration.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I'm fine with that. Like, even if they do just want to write fanfic about their favorite VTuber, you know, more power to them.
0: Right. There's way worse ways of showing your fandom. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that was another thing. When I decided to do a fan fiction episode, it was impossibly hard not to find one where everybody was fucking. <laughs>
0: That is most of the Star Trek fan fiction is like Spock and Kirk Mm -hmm. or...
1: (laughs) I had to look for an entire day before I found a nice one.
0: That was not just (laughs) pornographic. Yep.
1: So Janeway takes the cat back to her quarters and they go to sleep. So Janeway wakes up in the middle of the night and she finds that she's not cuddling a tiny, cute little cat. She's cuddling a tiny, cute little boy.
0: Creepy.
1: Mm-hmm. Very creepy. So she wakes up and calls security, and uh, Tuvok, The I think Tuvok is the half... Half Vulcan? Yeah, half Vulcan, if I'm remembering I know he's correctly. Vulcan,
0: I just don't remember if he's half Vulcan. Or right. Anything. I
1: might be wrong about that. He transports into the room and scans the cat boy, who's still asleep on the bed, and says... Curious. This life form appears to have characteristics of both human and feline. Yeah, we we really needed a tricorder reading to deduce that the cat boy is in fact a cat boy.
0: So it came into human quarters and took some human shape.
1: Yeah. So we'll we'll find out later that he has two forms. He can either be a tiny little cat, or he can be a little boy with cat ears and a cat tail.
0: So like a weird cat, sort of.
1: Sorta, of, but worse
0: hmm.
1: like at one point they they later on they'll go to the holo doctor, and the holo doc is like i can understand how that would be an interesting evolutionary advantage and i'm just like i don't because this-
0: <laughs> yeah especially if you're on a planet with people who are deathly allergic to mm-hmm. cats right you'd think they'd be allergic to him in his boy form as well
1: yeah i think they i think they still are but anyway, yeah, he can't control it when he goes back to his cat form. Like, he only goes to his cat form to, like, flee and when he's scared or something like that. Okay. And the only time he can turn back into a boy is when he feels safe and well-nourished. <laughs> and that, I don't understand, like, the vastly more useful human form is under this really strict bar and i don't understand how that could be evolutionary beneficial
0: right because the, the human one would have thumbs
1: right like this is very <laughs> clearly just because it's cute
0: right to make jane we jane way feel special and right like oh this kitty trusts me mm-hmm. i'm special
1: yeah so yeah they're still in the in her quarters trying to figure out why this cat boy is a cat boy uh, Next thing Tubok says, according to the tricorder, the ears are real. In fact, there are two pairs of fully functioning ears, one human and the other feline, which bothers the fuck out of me. <laughs> well, it Cause... just
0: has ears on the side of its head and ears well, it's on the got... top of its head. Yeah,
1: it's got that. Okay. I have a theory. That's why all cat boys are really stupid, because they have to have extra head space for more ear canal instead of brain.
0: Yeah, and there's all that much more brain just processing all this. M- just noise. more hearing. <laughs> That's so funny.
1: <laughs> so I I did have to double check this because I wasn't sure if a tricorder could actually uh, do that kind of thing, and I looked it up, and I actually can. So
0: yeah, as the series progresses, and our normal technology here now gets better, so mm-hmm. does their technology. Yeah, which kind of messes up their prequel stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah.
1: After several minutes of questions to the Catboy, and he's just telling Janeway over and over again how much he loves her, and them deliberating amongst themselves, they finally come to understand that the Catboy is, in fact, the same cat from earlier. Took them a long time.
0: That seems like that would be a little bit more obvious to people who've been all over the universe.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, one would think. So, next chapter... This is the next day. Janeway asks what Aki is, and he says he's a species called a Neko, and Neko is just Japanese for cat.
0: Interesting. So this author was just a fan of anime. Yep. Japanese culture, I guess.
1: Yep. So then Janeway asks, like, a really weird question. She says, what does it mean to be Neko? Which, if you flip that around and be like, what does it mean to be human? That's a a whole other question than just asking, what's a Neko?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because that's, like, a huge philosophical debate Mm -hmm. at that point.
1: Yeah. So you think that someone who has met so many different species of humanoids and whatnot would... Uh, understand that but aki does understand what she means and he he says uh he's a human but he's also a cat and i'm still trying to wrap my head around why there is any combination of human and cat from earth on planet mylar like Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that's kind of
1: weird like it's so you could just say he's an alien like why does it have to be human? like it specifically says human and human dna and cat dna Yeah. Yeah,
0: you should just be making it. Oh, humanoid cat like feline features. Yeah. And then just have a BS alien name to go with it. Yeah,
1: that'd be fun. Like, that's exactly what the show does. Yeah. Okay. But the, this yeah. author doesn't. So this is when he explains how the transformation works with that setup of physiology. Uh, Neko can actually just die of fright because the transformation is very energy intensive. So if they get scared by something and are uh, forced to transform back into a little cat, they can just die of malnourishment.
0: (laughs) Wait, so this thing is cat size.
1: When he's a cat.
0: And it gets bigger mass.
1: Yep, no conservation of mass here.
0: It gets bigger by mass and
1: shape when it's 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 a boy. Yep. I, yep.
0: I, I, I'm I running into a wall here. I'm not a, I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't like it either. Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with the Incredible Hulk, too, because Banner doesn't actually have that much mass when he's just Banner, but he, like, I, I've heard, like, so many bullshit explanations for that. Like, the gamma radiation has mass, and he just gathers it like a, a sponge or something. I don't know.
0: I never watched much anything that had Hulk in it, so... Mm-hmm. I'd never actually thought about that one. But like werewolves, usually they're man sized mm-hmm. wolves yeah. and then wolf sized men. Mm-hmm. And it's a much smaller difference.
1: Yeah. They might
0: have bit, you know, oh getting bigger a little bit with wolf mm-hmm. shape. But it's not really as yeah, late. you
1: can hand wave that away a little easier. Yeah. Not going from uh, one and a half pound cat to a hundred ten pound little boy.
0: Right. Cause I mean I mean that's a magnitude of difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh,
1: he's also fifteen.
0: Wait, you keep saying little boy and he's fifteen?
1: I think I'm fifteen year old <laughs> as little kids.
0: That's pubescent. <laughs>
1: Is All right, he, he Yeah, apparently, because he's 15.
0: So that's like young man. That's a teenager. That's yeah. not little boy. I guess
1: that is. I I think they refer to him as a teenager several times.
0: Oh, yeah. that makes that even weirder.
1: Yeah, it is pretty weird. I thought
0: you were talking about like a six-year-old little boy. Oh. Like a 70-pound little boy. No. Who's, you know, four foot tall. Hmm.
1: 15 no, is... He, uh, he's a, 15 in human son. years, despite not knowing human time or anyway
0: where's the rest of his people uh wow. they're
1: all dead they all got exterminated by the mylarian hunting parties okay yep yeah there is a little bit of poor grammar throughout like uh one instance that it was just uh that was simply was unforgivable
0: and they needed a little editing help there
1: yeah i, well, I mean it's fan fiction so i think as far as fan fiction goes it's fine they they didn't do terribly Mm -hmm. Like, I think think I've made just as many, if not more, mistakes writing stuff down like this. So he goes into the history of the Neko a little bit. They have a history of being abused by the Mylarians, uh, slavery, mutilation, like they'll cut off their ears and tails and stuff. Mm -hmm. Without her usual Janeway thoroughness and honesty, uh, she goes ahead and just accepts Aki as a part of the team on Voyager. She
0: doesn't even talk to any of the locals about this? No. Because he could be lying about everything. Yeah. But he's cute. Yep. And everyone loves him because he's cute.
1: Yep. See, this entire time, because everybody who meets him just keeps going on about how cute he is and what a good little person is. Like, in a regular episode of Star Trek, that would be something, yeah, there would be something fucking nefarious going yeah, on. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you'd be like, oh, he's putting off pheromones, making them see something that's not reality. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he has a hologram or something, and they're just losing their minds. Yeah. Uh,
1: but that would have been interesting.
0: Damn it. That would, be, that would be a good story.
1: Yeah. So Janeway and Tubak take Aki to sick bay for scans and to get him some clothes replicated because he's been naked this entire time.
0: Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Does he have fur?
1: Uh, just on his ears and tail. So Boy everywhere
0: else. Human skin?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So his little peepee just hanging out there. And I mean, I think here. he had
1: a blanket wrapped around him or something. Okay. So. my goodness. They they they're it's mostly wholesome in this story. So no no little cowboy peepee for anybody. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm just very confused. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he gets to the holodoc and he says, "Your DNA is human, yet you also have significant feline DNA as well," which. I've already talked about how much that bothers me.
0: Yeah, that bothers me too. Mm -hmm.
1: He says it's an extraordinary defense mechanism. I disagree. I think it's a really stupid defense mechanism. Right. So then another weird thing happens. The doc actually compares Aki to the Japanese cultural Neko of Earth. Which is a little on the nose to bring that up in your story.
0: Yeah, because that's no longer a sideways hint or a wink. That's a uh, just straight up. Right. This is what we're talking
1: about. Yeah. So everyone knows that anime cat boys are a thing, and there's just one in the that's real now. <laughs> Janeway asks what Aki's real name is, but he says it is unpronounceable to humans, and I don't. I don't know why.
0: I don't buy that.
1: Yeah, because he has human vocal cords.
0: Yeah, he can speak like a human. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like he's... The only vocal cords he has access to are his human DNA vocal cords or his cat DNA vocal cords, both of which humans can imitate at least fairly well.
0: <laughs> and they have translators and yeah. all kinds of technology to- yeah. that allow them to talk to aliens.
1: So that was just a dumb, stupid way to keep his name being Aki. So, next chapter. Janeway and Aki go back to her quarters because she- he's living with her now, I guess. Okay. She's... <laughs> Uh she gets a coffee to help herself think and Aki wants to try it and she gives him some and he spits it all over the room like an asshole <laughs> which it's supposed to be cute cuz you see that happen in anime and it's just a, a, a kid not liking how bitter coffee is and it's just cute
0: which okay if he was 5 that would be a yeah, lot cuter than But 15. he's
1: 15 <laughs> So they bond some more over how safe he feels and another chapter goes by. Some of these chapters are like really short they like go by really quick or a lot of it's just, they just keep going over like how cute he is. It's already been like nine times that they brought up how his eyes are so blue and how fluffy his ears are. And it disgusts me. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: Uh, saccharine sweet. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Janeway is worrying about what to do with Aki, like what is the appropriate thing to do, which is is a Janeway thing to worry about. So that's when Chakotay comes in and Chakotay is kind of the second in command, kind of the...
0: First officer?
1: Sort of. Well, when the show started, he was part of a rebel group called the Marquis... Okay, but when they all got flip shot to the Delta Quadrant, they kind of had to merge. So he's second in command diplomatically. Oh, that okay. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're talking to each other, and uh, Janeway is worried. Like, uh, what's the appropriate thing to do? Like, he really loves it here with me, but he really ought to have his own quarters. And Chakotay's like, "You should just adopt this this kid." <laughs>
0: that you just met yeah
1: <laughs> you should cool. adopt him and make him part of the ship.
0: i guess it's because if they let him loose or make him leave the native other people yeah they'll really just kill him, him. Down and kill him
1: mm-hmm. so
0: she feels obligated to keep him safe
1: so i get it from that angle but also you could just take him to a planet that's more suitable for him where the people aren't allergic to him and won't lynch him
0: or you know i'm sure there's like schools and other people who have children on voyager aren't there Mm -hmm. like there's a lot more people than just janeway
1: yeah like that yeah, that that's a point I didn't think about. Like they do have schools and stuff for kids to go to. Like as kids get born, born yeah, yeah.
0: like they have ways of managing families and family responsibilities on mm-hmm. these ships.
1: Yeah, so no one thinks at all about trying to educate Aki.
0: Well, that's shame on them. He's
1: he's just too cute. <laughs> to be smart. <laughs> also, the ear canals. He's only capable of so much. Poor boy. <laughs> So she decides to pseudo-adopt him, but he does get his own quarters. Aki settles into Voyager over the course of months, and people around the ship think he's adorable, and they love him, and his fucking blue eyes, fucking fucking azure eyes, and the ears, just so many ears. God damn it, I don't care. (laughs) So four months later, Aki is having lunch with Bailana, she's the half-Klingon woman, Uh, Tom Paris, who is the hotshot helmsman, Mm -hmm. and Harry Kim, who is the... Is he a science officer? I think he's an ensign, because he was new when he came on the show. Okay. Yeah. I can't
0: remember all of their titles.
1: Hmm. He's on the bridge, but I don't... Yeah, I think he's just an ensign that stays on the bridge. Cause cause the...
0: Seven was, uh, was seven in?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven of nine. Yeah, she's She Voyager.
0: was communications, wasn't she?
1: Yes, eventually. Which seven of nine is also in the story. So,
0: oh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, all of the side insulary characters are already set up in this. So, mm. but, uh, they're all sitting to lunch and Aki suddenly feels impending danger to the starboard side of the ship. Like they're, like they've got like uh, bay windows and the. So he just feels danger off in that direction.
0: So he has super psychic danger
1: abilities. Well, sort of. We don't know. Like he could have heard it for all we know with all the ears, which I think this story wants you to think, which is really weird. So everyone's confu- confused until five minutes later, a ship finally shows up and attacks them because. It would have had to been like a light speed ship to sneak up on them like that, right? And he feels it coming like five minutes ago, while it was going light speed. Like, mm.
0: yeah, that just does not.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't track. But he has this ability for some reason. They get shot. Aki f- freaks out and transforms and flees. They win the battle, and the main characters convene to talk about Aki's foresight. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the three characters saw him having this uh, sense or whatever. So they talk about it. Janeway thinks it's just animal intuition. Tuvok thinks that he's a spy because he's a security officer. So Right. Yeah, it makes sense for him. Yeah. Seven of Nine thinks, regardless of where it comes from, she thinks they should use him for defense. Of course. Yeah, because she's...
0: With Borg. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Tom is, of course, disgusted by Seven of Nine for bringing that up. How dare you use this cute cat boy for anything but hugs or something?
0: Cats don't work, everyone knows that.
1: (laughs) So, they all come up with several avenues of how to solve this problem, and that's all well and good. Like, that that, it's good plot stuff coming, uh, one would think, but this never gets brought up again. It never comes up. It just goes right back to, to what it was. Mm.
0: <laughs>
1: He's just the cute local cat boy again. Uh, yeah, he ran away and hid, so they just sent some nobody uh, yellow shirt to go find him, and he's just in uh, one of the little tunnels, or I can't remember what they call him, but they just sent him- One of him... their little
0: crawl spaces yeah. to get from one place to the other. Yeah, I so... used to know the name of all those parts yeah, of the I not can't,
1: Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Jeffrey's Tubes. It was Jeffrey's Tubes. This is Editing Bam. I, I, re- I remembered and wanted to share. But they just send him, even though everyone knows he's a cat, and nobody has told anyone that he is a cat. And he finds a cat, and he's like, well, I haven't seen any uh, 15-year-old boys anywhere, but there's this cute little cat here. And Janeway is like, oh, you. (laughs) And that's the end of the scene. Good gracious. (laughs) So after a couple of days, Aki transforms back, but he's still anxious. Tom checks up on him and Tom Paris is like he he's he's the bro of the ship mm-hmm. like he's the hot like if anyone's gonna go drive a real fast ship somewhere he's he's the guy right so he checks on Aki and asks him what's bothering him and Aki tells him Tom hugs him and says that uh, they will all protect him and it's really weird I feel like whoever wrote this really hates Tom Paris <laughs> really yeah because i can understand why like he's not tom really isn't for everybody he's got like a certain kind of hotshot personality mm-hmm. but this author does their best to change tom paris into essentially harry kim because mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets brought up over and over and every time he's more sensitive and more loving
0: <laughs> that's so funny
1: So then we get to do a beach episode. You know how in anime, you'll just have like right in the middle of a season, there'll just be a beach episode where everybody just stops and has fun. Okay. Uh, So this is basically that. They go to a jungle planet that's totally safe and it has an ocean. Aki hates water.
0: Being a cat. Being
1: a cat. And he wants to go to the beach anyway. So, I mean, a-
0: sand is fun to dig in.
1: Yeah, but he's just sitting there kind of people-watching, watching all the crew on the beach, uh, and he's enjoying it until a bunch of rowdy officers start throwing people into the water. Like, just,
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: just having yeah. fun. And uh, they all see Aki and well-meaningly uh, grab Aki and try to throw him in the water. He, of course, freaks out, transforms into a cat scratches them all in the face and runs away
0: <laughs> well I mean what do you expect when yeah. you're trying to throw a cat in the water yeah that was
1: a dumb thing <laughs> that to was do that's a dumb
0: thing to do that's on them
1: <laughs> uh, so Janeway finds out about this and she sends them to their rooms without supper
0: <laughs> and
1: to wait for their punishment
0: this and... sounds like a pokey little puppy <laughs> <laughs>
1: kinda is <laughs> so in the night, Aki and his little cat form catches mice and birds to show his forgiveness to the people that tried <laughs> to throw him in the water because he's such a good little person. <laughs> and he just leaves the mice on their room uh, <laughs> step. Yeah, on their doorstep. <laughs> so Janeway finds out about this and she's just like finger wagging at him. And she's just like, oh, you did a bad thing, but... I." Yeah, a- Aki it forgives you, so I'll let it go. Uh,
0: oh, my goodness. <laughs> so funny.
1: So more months pass. Tom becomes, he literally becomes a better person because of Aki's presence on the ship.
0: Aww. Uh,
1: so he spends more and more time with Aki. Now, at this point, I start getting worried. Because <laughs> at this point, I was... really hoping this was just a wholesome little story and at this point him and tom were getting closer and closer and i was like boy i sure hope tom doesn't fuck this cat boy
0: yeah especially since he's fifteen.
1: yeah which considering some of the fanfic i came across i wouldn't be totally shocked yeah but fortunately no it's it's more like a brother thing okay which is nice so Aki tells him that he thinks of, his, thinks of Tom as a brother, and Tom says the same, and that there was a recent catboy genocide on Mylar, <laughs> where he lost his actual brother. So that's real sad, and it makes Tom sad. Uh, Tom says they're not just friends, they're family, so they they go to lunch again. And Tom and Aki are eating Cajun food, and Aki likes the spicy food, and it's just real cute and stuff. Aki asks how people know what they're good at, like, you know...
0: Their skills or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So Tom tells them people mostly just do the things they like doing. And Aki says, like, chasing butterflies, (laughs) because... that's what his hobby is he just likes chasing (laughs) butterflies he's a cat
0: (laughs) questionable
1: levels of sentient at this point (laughs) so tom tells aki he's like a like a ray of sunshine to everyone on the ship aki says yeah i want to be that <laughs> so Tom tears up and he's looking at Aki's innocent blue eyes and he's just uh the eyes, I can't stand the eyes.
0: Too much cuteness for it's
1: so it's sickeningly cute. By this time, his eyes have been brought up 20 times throughout this very short story. <laughs> So, next chapter. So, you know, we've established that Aki wants to do things besides just chase butterflies and be stupid. So, somehow he gets to go on an away mission? He's... He, yep. The no, he isn't. <laughs> he should not be going on this away mission. Okay. Yeah, number one, he's a child. Number two, he's not Starfleet. Th- he's not
0: even a crewman.
1: Yeah, he has more ear than brain. He's not been trained to do anything. Away missions kill at and least...
0: Then he gets scared and he turns into a cat. What right. What do you think he's going to do when someone sneezes at him?
1: Yeah, and away missions are responsible for killing at least one person every episode. Yeah. <laughs> so he's worried about it. Paris tells Aki that he's got this based on nothing. <laughs> Aki, upon taking three steps on this new planet, gets dusted by a flower. Oh no. That no. affects strictly cat boys. Because it doesn't affect anyone else on the crew. Only him, and only because of his cat DNA.
0: <laughs> if this planet isn't inhabited by a lot of feline species, never comes
1: up, be... never comes up again. Never comes up. It never comes up again
0: because this flower we
1: never go back to this planet
0: Evolve cat anti-cat pollen if okay
1: there was cats. but nope they're they're okay i will defend the story a little bit on that because there is a basis for that we talked about this in the anime pillow episode <laughs> remember the spider that evolved to uh, uh venom that only affects apes for some reason even though it evolved in a place where there were no apes present until relatively recently in evolutionary history true yeah so i'll i'll give the story a pass on that it shouldn't get a pass on it but
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's just to say poor kitty something bad's happening to him but no one else
1: yeah so he goes into a coma
0: (laughs) yeah because it has to be drama
1: right so everybody is devastated by this cat boy going into a coma and Janeway is like pacing back and forth in her office. She's just like, wow, the, why did I let him go? That is terribly out of character for me.
0: Yeah. The one <laughs> who is super responsible and yeah, through everything.
1: The empathetic, thoughtful Janeway was just like, oh, this cat boy who's literally vulnerable to fear itself.
0: Species from his parent
1: Right. Who is also a child.
0: Yes.
1: Uh she's just like, yeah, that was so fucking stupid of me. Why did I do
0: that? I agree, Janeway. What were you thinking?
1: And Tuvok's just like, uh, what will be will will be because Vulcan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the entire ship comes one at a time to the sick bay. To tell Aki how much they love him.
0: And please pull through, buddy. Yeah.
1: And Paris and Janeway take shifts being with Aki at all times, even though one of them is the helmsman and one of them is a the captain, and but they hey, shouldn't ho- be.
0: Holodoc. The holodock. The doctor right. is never yeah. off shift. Right. It's always on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Pathos. Must have pathos.
1: Oh, we should uh, throw to ads really quick. We're almost done, but let's throw to ads anyway. Okay, I'll put it in somewhere else, <laughs> or I'll leave it here. I don't know. You know what doesn't have bullshit precognitive uh, cat boy powers?
0: Hmm. What
1: these sponsors
0: and those sponsors are me. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Biblio freaks, geeks, and lovers. Bugs here. We wanted to let you know about our option to follow us on Patreon. We have a couple of tiers where you can listen to our bad book, bad movie review. We read a bad book, and then we watch its bad movie counterpart. In the past, we've done Eragon, Shadow Builder by Bram Stoker, and we have a lot of different things in the future. Please let us know if you have any suggestions for future bad book, bad movies movie combos and let's get back to the podcast
1: and we're back for more cat boy
0: um bam bam Mm -hmm. this is too wholesome for our show (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing it's
1: pretty it's pretty sickly wholesome (laughs) it's
0: too cute (laughs) i'm not mad at anything in this (laughs) like there's not been gore there's no you know babies brains I mean, getting we, eaten we There's... can have a night
1: we can have a nice thing every now and then
0: <laughs> that's that's the I antithesis ha- of our show yeah
1: the last one i did was the praying mantis episode so <laughs> <laughs> we needed i i needed a howling i needed something cute goddammit <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know and i'm working on a frank peretti at the moment oh so. boy
1: <laughs> so uh, everyone visits aki in his coma corpse bed and they say goodbye
0: because they assume he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: yeah. Like uh, the holodoc, like makes it very clear he is is a very slim chance that he is going to make it through this.
0: Gracious. Yeah,
1: and at this point, I was just like, I. Really and like it will be sad, but I feel like it would be really good. Like the story would really show that it's got some cojones to kill this yeah. cute ass cat yeah. boy. Yeah.
0: And then let the characters actually grieve and not pull him. Yeah, and deal with the ramifications of this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So he wakes up <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> through the power of love and friendship.
0: <laughs>
1: uh So he wakes up and over the course of months, he recovers and everyone loves him and he loves everyone. uh, And Janeway and Tom love him the most. And he steps out on the bridge and looks out through the bay, looks at space and that's it. The story's over. What did you, what'd you, what'd you think?
0: See, this is something I would have read and been like oh that was cute. Mhm. Eh. You know. I would give that a B cuz honestly yeah. aside from a couple small pieces where it's not really accurate to Star Trek. Right. It's I a mean, cute story. Yeah,
1: you got to have some suspension of disbelief to make cute things like this happen sometimes, I guess.
0: And I can see where the author had this character, whether that was a self insert or Mm -hmm. this character that they really loved and wanted them to become part of the crew. Right? How do you make a character become part of the crew and following that thread, they Mm -hmm. did really, really well. Yeah. I want this specific character that I like to also be liked and Mm -hmm. also get taken on. So the world building was done really well to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even though it was a little...
1: I mean, a lot of it's already established by the show and everything, so you don't need to go like too in-depth.
0: But they even used the characteristics of the show and the people and everything fairly well for creating the scenario that they wanted to explore.
1: Yeah, and that was something I really liked about it because you could actually tell that the writer actually gave a shit about Star Trek. Yes. And actually, you know, understood how a lot of these characters think. Yes. And that, that felt nice. Uh, I looked them up a little bit. How I, I didn't actually just read the story on Wattpad. The writer actually went through the trouble of having it read and made a YouTube video out of it.
0: Oh, wow. Like,
1: uh, you know that TikTok voice man? where he talks very stiltedly it's like it's like the the Alexa voice but male
0: okay i don't watch much tiktok yeah. so. it, it's
1: on like a lot of tiktok memes mm-hmm. uh, very commonly used thing but went through the trouble of having it like an um uh, an audiobook read out loud for people on youtube so i feel like this writer actually gives a shit about their what they do and right yeah so i'm like I don't think I ever want to knock fan fiction writers too hard,
0: unless it's E.L. James. Who Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh,
1: uh, Okay, uh, yeah. Like if there's like something problematic, like it's got to be like something like problematic or racist or sexist or something like that for me to start knocking it. This was just a, a nice, fun little thing. And
0: yeah, It was really cute. Oh, I'm
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it the first A of the show just but just for vibes yeah like it's got its issues but it made me feel nice
0: and that's how you judge a book yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, you know it's funny at some point i'm gonna get around to william shatner's um star trek books and they are also uh, fan fiction (laughs) if you think about it
1: Yeah, (laughs) Because
0: even though he played an actor or he played a character on Star Trek, he Mm -hmm. never wrote. He directed the fifth movie, but he he didn't write the original Star Trek. So that is, science, Hmm. basically, and it comes across really badly. Is
1: it considered canon? No. Okay, good. He even wrote
0: one called Picard, I think, and he wrote stuff about the um, Next Gen, too. Hmm. That's but mostly weird. it's him facing off it, it's Kirk and Picard facing off and Kirk having a lot of sex. Why? Because that's what, what William Shatner likes.
1: Well, I mean, I get the <laughs> I get the sex, but why are him and Picard going head to head? That's weird.
0: I think William Shatner didn't appreciate the fact a lot of people liked Picard much more than they liked Kirk cuz Picard's a better person you know he he's a better captain and yeah
1: way. a lot
0: he's written better he has better character depth he's much more mature yeah and that made william shatner upset so in some of his <laughs> That's books, so fucking he petty. writes kirk against picard and they have a face-off to see who's the best man
1: wow yeah that is petty to the extreme he's, he's very petty. i can't oh my god <laughs>
0: I'll find one of those and I'll read one of those sometime. I yeah. think it's
1: especially bizarre because it's like I'm trying to think of an appropriate analogy. It's like what's what's something that's like clearly better than something else? It's like comparing a ribeye to a bologna sandwich.
0: Yeah, and the bologna sandwich like, is A bologna sandwich is, is
1: fine. Yeah, the bologna sandwich has got a real ego problem. Yeah.
0: Well, and like even Gene Roddenberry starting out he was not a professional scriptwriter mm-hmm. before Star Trek really got going yeah. and he learned a lot along the way even mm-hmm. just watching the first couple seasons compared to the movies he got he gets a lot better yeah and his depth in the universe and world building really gets better if you read some of the biographies and memoirs of like mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy and Gene Roddenberry and some of these other people William Shatner was just an asshole to everyone all the time. That sounds right. (laughs) And he never outgrew that. Mm -hmm. And he was just a very, I get it my way, I get what I want. And because he had that spot, he was the captain. Mm -hmm. He had that, he built his persona around it.
1: That's wild. Have you
0: seen Galaxy Quest?
1: Yeah, with uh, Tim, Tim Allen? Allen. Yeah,
0: It's really funny because they show Tim Allen being that
1: uh, egotistical, egotistical yeah.
0: actor behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what William Shatner was like in real yeah, life.
1: That, make, that makes Of sense. course, <laughs> they want
0: to give Tim Allen a character arc and make him grow up and mature.
1: Redeemable. And
0: be redeemable.
1: Which, but- uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which Shatner isn't right
0: because <laughs> it's funny, Leonard Nimoy was the director for uh Star Trek Voyage. Home, um,
1: was that the whale one? Yeah, okay, I've never seen that one, but every time I bring up any of the old Star Trek movies, Lily always brings that one up. Oh,
0: no <laughs> <laughs> yes, that one is huh. my favorite of all the Star Trek movies, old or new. Hmm. Um so then, William Shatner was like, "I cannot be one upped by Leonard Nimoy directing a Star Trek movie." So he oh directed God. the fifth one, where Kirk faces off God, Jesus. And takes down God.
1: <laughs> 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 Boy,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that's that's something because
0: <laughs> his ego knows no bounds or no end of the mm. universe
1: yeah i don't i don't feel bad for not watching original star trek anymore because <laughs> i tried once i watched like the the first episode that was on netflix for it and it was just like a, a tin foil ball uh, on a string and it was like a planet that was eating chips yeah and i saw i saw him come in as kirk and i was just like This man's ridiculous. This entire show sucks. I hate this. I'm going to go watch Patrick Stewart.
0: (laughs) My favorite episodes from the original series are not focused at all on Kirk and they're focused on Spock or Mm Ahura or these other characters.
1: Yeah.
0: And they let you see, you know, other stories and other timelines because it's like if it's just Kirk chasing skirts, I'm like bored. (laughs) Mm hmm. I'm like, okay, can we please move on? I did feel like that was a huge improvement in the new Star Trek movies mm-hmm. of Kirk was a better character. Mm. I feel like they worked to improve him as a character so that he had less problematic qualities. Mm. He still chased Skirt, but he wasn't quite as misogynistic about it. Mm-hmm. And he also worked better with his crew. Yeah. He wasn't as bossy and snippy.
1: Mm. That's another thing I really like about Next Gen. They took all of those qualities that made Kirk kind of suck, and they put them on Riker.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And that that's like one of my favorite pastimes. Every time we go back and watch Next Gen, uh, me and Lily will just watch the show, wait until Riker does something, and then just say... Fuck you, Riker. (laughs) You suck. I hate you.
0: (laughs) So do you like Riker with beard or without beard?
1: Oh, absolutely with beard. Like He's much more friend-shaped.
0: Yeah. (laughs) His eyes aren't as scary. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. His eyes are so stark. Like, he's got this cat boy's eyes.
0: (laughs) He has a thousand-yard stare Uh, without the beard.
1: Oh, right. I need to... (laughs) I had to show you a picture of the VTuber that uh, Aki was based on.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I just, in my mind, I kept thinking of the cats from Doctor Who. Then ner- they're the nuns mm. the, who are the cat people.
1: Yeah. See, that would make sense. They look like that.
0: I can, yeah, very anime. Yeah. Cute, but not my thing. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not hugely into cats myself. Oh,
1: that one's troubling. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what that one's about. Uh it's suggestive.
0: Uh, it's shell just person with cat ears. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't
1: know. Okay, well, yeah. If uh, anybody in our audience likes Star Trek and cat boys, download Wattpad and look up uh, Mary Lovelace and read the story, the Mylar Cat uh, Star Trek Voyager story.
0: Yeah, that's cute. Honestly, it's cute. not bad. Probably one of the first ones I would recommend, because you said you listened to it and it was what three hours?
1: Yeah, yeah, on YouTube. So, yeah, if you guys can stand the uh, AI-generated sounding voice for three hours to tell you a story, it's fun. It's good. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening to BiblioRex and we broke down a not so bad. So I feel like my intro was a little harsh now. (laughs) (laughs) I came in strong and I did not need to do that. Well,
1: I mean, after the last episode.
0: Yeah, you just got feeling worse and worse and worse (laughs) books at me. And I have gotten to the point where I'm like bracing in my chair. Oh, my God. It's like, what are you doing this (laughs) (laughs) way? What main uh, people torturing <laughs> experience are we gonna have
1: today? Uh, and you said
0: Star Trek earlier and I was like, oh no, I love Star Trek. <laughs> oh no. Uh,
1: but yeah, thank <laughs> thank you, the audience for Cowboys. Meow. <laughs> <laughs>